You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Hello, hello, Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. We got a great shorter show for y'all today, but I'm excited because although Brian Callanan couldn't be in the building, he made sure he sent us a video clip so we can hear what's going on tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews. So we'll make sure y'all see that a little bit later. But of course, I have a, a opportunity to share with all of y'all when I talk about doing Doing our part. Let's talk about that right after this. Of course, it's the top of the show, though, so it's a great time to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, don't worry. We got you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me there on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Pick one, whichever one is your favorite. Y'all will find me there. Uh, shout out to our podcast team for making that happen. And shout out again to all of our listeners all over the world with the podcast. Such an amazing feat. And we are so excited that you are finding value right here on The Day with Trey. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm excited because there's a lot of different news going around uh, in our world. I mean, you know, we're I think the election stuff is settling down. Folks are realizing who's going to be representing them. You know, we talked a lot about uh, kind of nationally, you know, folks thought there was going to be this red wave and it just kind of really didn't happen. And so um, yet at the same time, we need to stay vigilant and stay engaged in our civic processes locally and nationally so that nothing kind of slips by us. And I think when I think about politics, oftentimes there's a lot kind of going on that's behind the scenes or a lot of folks don't know what's going on. So it's going to be important for us to stay engaged and informed. And as we have new elected officials in their positions, it's also also going to be important that we hold them accountable. Let's not forget about the promises they made during their campaign trail and the ways that they said they would serve their constituents and the public and the community. Let's always be vigilant to hold them to it. I think that's very important for all of us to do. It's not just the work of our elected officials to say, okay, great, we voted for you now, go and represent us. It's actually on us to ensure that they are up to speed on all the things that are moving at a community or grassroots level, that they understand the needs of the people who vote voted them in office and those who didn't, but now they serve all, all of those folks. I mean, it's important for them to hear from us. And Throughout my years of building relationships with uh, certain elected officials, it's been very clear to me that they are able to do their job even better when we do have an open line of communication. Um, we understand some may have some things at play that maybe won't come to light until their bill is announced on the floor or something. But for the most part, when we are talking about doing something that's going to benefit community and our society overall, we understand that they are more empowered when they do hear from us as community members, everyday families, dealing with our own issues that we know can be addressed 
um, in their office. So please make sure that we are doing the work to hold our elected officials accountable, y'all. Uh, well, I I'm excited because I get the opportunity to share something with you all that is such a unique, unique treasure. And for those of you who know Queen Makeda Abube, you guys know that she is always on top of her amazing elegance uh, on top of her community engagement and really pouring out her love to so many in the community. And we now have an opportunity to vote for Makeda. We have a couple photos here. Makeda doing her thing uh, for the top five 40. Um, this right here is exciting because this is a great opportunity for folks to push one of our community queens to the number one seat. You actually have today to vote. Uh, Curtis is putting the link right there in the comments because we're giving you guys about a minute to say, click that link, vote for Makeda. For those of you that are on Facebook, you can do a Facebook verified vote. Uh, for those that are outside of it, you can do like, I think an email verified vote, but the votes are free. You can also donate to this amazing venture. This is uh, one of those kind of opportunities where it's so great to know that institutions like the Top Fab 40 actually exist because, you know, we need more or uh, entities that are going to uplift the brilliance in our communities. And Makita right now is in the third spot. And I know that we can do our job right here to push her to the number one spot. You guys can actually, uh, you know, find ways to donate so that you can get more than one vote. Uh, for those of you who want to vote for free, you can do that. But I'll just say this. One of the things that I've experienced in community is queens like Makita who show up and show out every chance they're given. And it is really on the backbone of people like Makita that we have amazing community initiatives that get the recognition they deserve. And so I'm excited because I was presented with the opportunity to share this with you all, not just to keep it for myself, but one of the things I, I will say is that, um, you know, I've come across these kind of, um, you know, contests before. And it's exciting because when you have the opportunity to do something about it, to do that voting right now, I hope y'all are clicking that link and making sure you're voting for Makita. I'm going to promise you, even if you don't know her, this is a vote that is well-deserved. Uh, she has really done so many different things in the community. She has been an amazing dance teacher and had so many students come up under her tutelage. She's brought her expertise to Northwest Tap Connection and work with young dance there. She's been in so many different community circles. I am always like, wow, there you are again. There you are again. We were just talking about how we run into each other because we do the work not for the recognition. We do the work because our community needs it. And we know that we have an opportunity to make our community better. And when I'm always encouraging you all to see yourself as a part of the solution, Makata is one example of doing that at a high level, being there to make sure her voice is included on different community initiatives, supporting others in community who have ideas and institutions they're building or initiatives they're creating. She really has been that uh, solid person. So I'm speaking her up just so that y'all can understand the importance of us coming together to support a queen like Makata in our community and 
any time that I have the opportunity to celebrate someone like her, give her her flowers now, doing something like this in terms of a vote, that's easy. But it's imperative that we really give folks their flowers while they are with us and let them know the experience we all have with them and the ways that we appreciate them. I'll say this too. We also know that in communities, there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes, y'all. There's a lot of people that are in the background, preparing meals, talking to families, being a shoulder, you know, praying for families, putting positive energy out there. And everywhere Makara goes, she is spreading her positivity in a way that is like seeding so many amazing flowers to bloom. So this one's out to you, Queen Makeda. We know that you are so dedicated to the community in ways that are far beyond what our eyes have even been able to see. Thank you for your amazing work in our community and beyond. And this is such an amazing opportunity to uplift you, the work that you've done, the queen that you are, and the example that you set for us all. So make sure you guys click that vote, share that link, spread it the word. You know, it's like the last 24 hours we're doing a roundup uh, for this. And it's exciting for me because this is not just like, oh, we're going to give her a pat on the back if she wins. No, this comes with an amazing prize and recognition. You guys can read all about it on their website. You can also, obviously, when you click that link, you'll read about her, what she's put out there. She's definitely uh, a fabulous, fabulous queen over 40 who is doing her thing. So shout out to you, Makeda, for all you've done. And shout out to all of you out there who are like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to vote for her. I mean, take my word for it. It is a vote well deserved, y'all. Well, of course, uh, we get to hear from Brian Callen. And after this short break, he's going to be telling us what's going down tonight on Seattle News Views and, and Brews from the Booth of Truth. Can't wait to hear from him after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with The Wiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Habarigani. My name is Noni Irvin, and I am the creator and founder of Canara Park Kids, as well as the president of our sister nonprofit, Black Four Charities, a 501c3 fiscally sponsored by Shunpike. Together, we are hosting the Kwanzaa Awards because it is important that we acknowledge and recognize the contributions and efforts of individuals and organizations who are showing us what the Kwanzaa principles look like throughout the year. The nomination window is open October 1st to November 30th. And yes, you can submit more than one nomination. Eligibility is simple. Individual award recipients must identify as Black, African-American or Pan-African, and organization award recipients must be 100% Black-owned if for-profit or 100% Black-led if non-profit. Hey Portland, Vesa Gordon here. Not sure if you heard, but Trap Kitchen Weekend starts this Friday, November 18th at the Roseland Theater in downtown Portland. And you already know Converge Media has joined hands with the Trap Kitchen and we will be in the building. 
Join me, my Converge fam, Cool Nuts, G Perico, Jay Worthy, and Manny Blanco from VH1 Black in Compton as we celebrate food, music, and culture in a way that only the Trap Kitchen can. See you Friday for Trap Kitchen Weekend at the Roseland Theater and be sure to follow Trap Kitchen PDX for more details and get your tickets today at roselandpdx.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Uh, I I know I gave uh, great flowers in that first segment, but I also got to continue giving flowers because I'm going to tell y'all, go check out Amen Corner, one of my biggest mentors in my life, Miss Felicia V. Loud, is in the cast. And I was so surprised because I had just interviewed the director. I didn't know who was in the show. She does a great job. It's a great show right now at Langston Hughes. Make sure you guys get your tickets. And shout out to you, Miss Felicia, for always holding it down. Your acting chops are like no other. And I felt your character all the way from that stage. So you guys, make sure you guys go check out that show. Well, of course, because Brian couldn't be here. He's so diligent. He made sure he sent us a clip so we can hear what's going down tonight on Seattle News, Views and Brews. Hey, Trey, I'm sorry I can't join you in person today, but I did want to make sure I passed along to people all the different things that we're talking about tonight on Seattle News, Views and Brews. Tonight, 7 o'clock right here on Converge. So we're talking a lot about what's happening with the Seattle City Council's budget. And it's very interesting to watch right now because the council budget chair, Teresa Mosqueda, has put forward a number of different amendments here that could really shape the budget going into the future. And if people were taking part in the public hearing that happened on Tuesday night, thank you for doing that. I know that the city really appreciates that. And that's a definite way that you can get involved with the city budget process. But I think what we're going to see out of this budget as it's starting to take shape here is something that maybe we won't see many of the newer programs that people were talking about. Maybe we won't be seeing of some of the additions that some of the different council members were talking about in their specific districts. What we're talking about here is an issue with revenue for the city. I discussed this with you last week. We're basically going through that process right now where the council's saying, wait a minute, we might not have enough of this real estate excise tax. Haven't had that many deals going on right now when it comes to real estate here. And that's tax money for the city right there. So that real estate excise tax, the REIT is actually down. So that's what's led to this kind of rebalancing act that's going on right now. So definitely something to pay attention to. And one specific part that we were looking at here is the addition of $1 million this year and $1 million next year, specifically to try to address some of the issues that Ingram High School students, other high school students from all around Seattle were talking to the city council about on Monday when they massed outside the council chambers there, massed outside City Hall, and were talking about these different issues, trying to have some more mental health support at our schools, et cetera. The important part to remember is this, there are two separate entities here. We've got the city, we've got the school district too. They sometimes work together, but it's not like a situation where the city can say, hey, here's all the money we need for counselors, et cetera. This is something that the school district actually has to work through. So the council this can kind of help on outskirts of that, but this really is a school-based investment that this is a story clearly we're gonna be talking about many, many years into the future, but the council did put some dollars towards this for some of the programs that can be put into the Department of Early Learning and Education. That's a city department there. They're hoping to support our schools with some extra dollars to try to help with these mental health supports uh, that these students are looking for. So that's something to keep track of too. We're also talking about election results on the show. And I know there are a lot of surprises in there for a lot of different people, but one that's very surprising to me to see it change over the next, uh, over the last few days here is this whole idea with ranked choice voting. Now you might remember this proposition one on your ballot for Seattle here 
This was a little confusing to some people because it was a choice between ranked choice voting and approval voting, two different systems there. It also had one very basic question, which was, are we going to change our election system at all, the way we actually vote? From what we're seeing over the last couple of days, and these numbers are still changing, but it looks like what was no on election night is starting to creep towards yes. People are talking about trying to change the way we vote for people with this ranked choice system. So we're breaking down a little bit about what RCV is on the show here and talking about how that could affect city races in the future. And I do mean in the future. It's not coming up next year or the year after that. It looks like the earliest we would actually be able to implement ranked choice voting in Seattle will be 2027. And on top of that, it's important to also keep track of what King County's doing because they have talked about implementing a system like this countywide that might happen in the next year or so. Also, the state has been talking about a local options bill that would allow different jurisdictions like cities and counties to make a call on this to change their voting system in the years ahead. So a lot to consider there, a lot going on with Seattle News, Views and Brews, but we got a great show tonight coming your way at seven o'clock right here on Converge. So Trey, thanks again, and I'll make sure to talk to you very soon. See ya. Well, well, there he is right there. Our guy, Brian Callanan, thank you so much for sending us in that clip. And of course, you know, we keep having discussions about the budget, which I think is so imperative and important that we understand the nuances happening here. You know, when we think about shortfalls, there needs to be a long term solution of how cities are going to fill budget gaps. Right. There can always be projections, but things do happen. And clearly we see that fallout with the real estate excise tax um, and realizing that it, it was millions in the shortfall. So it's important that, you know, the Seattle City Council have something that is a long-term solution to that. What will we do as a plan B? What will we have as a plan C? I think that any budget for any city government should be thinking about it in uh, those kinds of tiers. Yes, you have projections and yes, you have ways that you think, you know, you'll be able to establish a firm budget. But this is a great example and this has happened before where there's been, you know, uh, voids in the budget, you know, certain monies didn't come through as as expected or projected. But I do think it's important that there are long term solutions so that the short term solutions are not then hurting other um, initiatives and, um, you know, avenues where money is supposed to be directed. As we've talked about, Brian, we all know that you know, the city of Seattle does suffer from a large amount of housing inaffordability, which can also lead to uh, a larger unhoused population. And we've talked about it here at, on Converge several times throughout the years about how a lot of folks from other cities also come to Seattle when they're unhoused because they feel this is where the programs are. This is where resources are. So it, Seattle also has to deal with that influx of unhoused families coming to Seattle to seek out resources, um, you know, that don't really exist in other cities. And I think it's a call to all cities, to be honest, when we talk about this, because ultimately it is on a city to really have ways of, you know, providing for its citizens. And so Seattle shouldn't have to be that one city that everybody floods to, but that's just what it is right now. So how can other cities learn from some of the things that are happening here in the city and, and implement them in their own cities? But 
you know, I go a little bit away from that because we're not just talking about housing affordability. We're also talking about the fact that, you know, now it's on uh, the city council to figure out a good medium here. You know, we kind of saw in previous administration uh, with Mayor Durkin that, you know, it was kind of a back and forth and it was hard to find a compromise between the mayor's office and the city council. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out with this being the first go-round of Mayor Harrell's administration now uh, dealing with the city council and these budget shortfalls. So it, it, it is something so important for us to be watching and to stay tuned with. I agree with you, Brian, that this is something we should all be on. So thank you so much for covering this um, in the detail that you have. And every week you guys have additions to what's going on, additional information that you're sharing with the public on Seattle News Views and Brews. And, you know, we kind of did talk about this last week, but when it comes to ranked choice voting, it's just so new. A lot of people, um, you know, don't necessarily want to go with a new option when they don't understand it fully. And because it didn't do the greatest job of like fully uh, making sure people understood what it was about, um, I'm not surprised that people were like, well, I'm not really sure yet. I think a lot of folks need more information before uh, the voting is changed. And it's not to say that what we have right now is tip-top shape. We know that, right? Um, however, you know, uh, it is important that people are informed and educated so that when they do make a choice, it is a really educated decision that they're making. I mean, we saw just recently, you know, thousands of vote voters uh, had to, you know, submit extra documentation because of their signature. You know, King County Elections is very serious about this. And so, you know, we, we see that we have one of the greatest voting systems in the country throughout King County. And it's something that, you know, when when I was able to talk to King County Elections, I'm like, how are other states, you know, learning from what we're doing here in King County? Because we do have a really, really amazing voting system with the mail-in ballots and the whole way that ballots can be dropped at so many different locations. They really work hard to ensure that we have no barriers to voting. So shout out to King County elections for really being a leading example. And yet even still, you know, with the fact of this kind of ranked choice voting and, and what would that mean uh, from the county election side, there's a lot to be, you know, understood there and explained. So glad you guys are staying on it, Brian, as always. You keep us informed and we so appreciate you for it. Of course, make sure you guys check out Seattle News, Views and Brews tonight at 7 p.m. right here on Converge Media. Well, I'll be wrapping up everything right after this short break. You guys stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more and people seem to always think giving means money, but nah, bro. It's like you can give time you can give understanding, you can give access, you can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents, but you just got to give. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great show. Uh, I just appreciate Brian for always being on top of it, making sure that we know what's going down tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews. And of course, I'm going to have Cuddy put the link in here one more time for you guys. If you did not get the opportunity to vote already for Top Fab 
40. This is a contest where they are acknowledging the brilliance, the fabulousness, and the creativity of those over 40 in our community. And Queen Makeda is up for a vote. So make sure you guys click on that link. I've told you so much about her, but you guys can also read there what she's written about herself, the ways that she wants to utilize the, the award if won. Um, and I think it's on all of us. As, as we just heard there from Noni, you know, Kwanzaa Awards is another way. So if you have somebody amazing, an amazing organization that is Black-led, Black-owned, please make sure you guys are filling in those nominations uh, by the end of November. Uh, this is an amazing ceremony that started last year, and I'm so glad it's back once again because we do need to recognize the brilliance in our communities. If we don't do it, how could we expect anybody else to? And I love the fact that we've also created our own ways of uplifting and celebrating our people in community. So you guys got a couple different options here. You guys got Top Fab Over 40 for Makita. And then you guys also got the Kwanzaa Awards for all of our amazing local organizations, institutions, and individuals. Make sure y'all are doing your part to see yourself as a part of the solution. And for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., peace. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.